What's up, everybody? Welcome back to The Cut. Sean Christian and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. It's Thursday night. It's about 7 o'clock. We have a football game, I guess you can call it, on the docket here. Christian, how you doing? Yeah, I think every episode I've said that I'm excited for the matchup tonight, and this is the first time that I'm just really not excited to watch this football game. You're telling me you're not excited for Saquon Barkley, Wayne Gallman, Sterling Shepard, and Evan Ingram not to play against the Patriots defense? It's going to be bad, dude. That's a bold statement. Oh, my God. It's going to be terrible. Randy, how are you doing? <laughs> Truly, I'm not even excited for this, even as a Patriots fan. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, I think you still are. I mean, like I'm going to keep it on at work, but it's just going to be a slaughter. I'm hoping a ton of production from all of the Patriots, every single it's one of them. It's going to be 50 to 2. Give me all of the Sony Michelle carries. Honestly, Ben Watson could still get something. He's not even on the team. That honestly, <laughs> that would seem like something that could happen with that franchise. That's pretty crazy. So we're, we're glad to have you guys back. As always, if you'd like to support the pod, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the cut FFL. Like and share us on Facebook at the cut FFL and subscribe, uh, excuse me, subscribe to us anywhere. You listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, what we're going to go over today, we're going to do a Monday Night Football recap, which unfortunately our Browns took a massive loss. It is very disappointing. We're going to go through our Week 6 previews. We'll give you our starts and six of the week leading into Week 6, and I'll be giving you my suit-ups of the week. So we'll lead right into it here. We will, I guess, talk about this Monday Night game. There really isn't that much to talk about. The 49ers did everything well. The Browns did nothing well. That pretty much sums it up. Um, Tevin Coleman returned from his injury that he suffered in week one. Had looked good, 16 carries for 97 yards and a touchdown. Matt Breida added in 11 carries for 114 yards and a touchdown. Had that huge 83-yard run to start the game. And from there, the wheels just fell off. Personally, I hate Antonio Callaway. Um, Boys, there's really not much to talk about in this game. Uh, do, you, do you guys have anything to say, or should we just go ahead and move into our Week 6 preview? I'll, uh, I'll just touch on this. Kyle Juszczyk went down, and I saw the report that Mike McGlinchey went down today, and he's going to be out for a while. So that rushing production, I, I'm interested to see if the 49ers can keep that up moving forward. With those Plus, two aren't they already out. down Bill Staley? I think they were in this game. Night. I think it's a week-to-week thing, yeah. though. I don't think he's going to be out very long. Randy, you got anything to add? No, just Breeder's been the hot hand all year. To see, I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, he's looked good. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I had some questions going into this season once Coleman went down about if Breeder could really handle the load. I think Christian kind of knows how I felt about that, but he's looked really good. And it, um, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how. Shanahan plays with both Coleman and Brita now that they both look healthy. Um, so that's definitely something to monitor. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, George Kittle caught a touchdown pass, nothing really out of the wide receivers, but they didn't really need him. I mean, they ran for 300 yards. Um, so as, as disappointing as it is, I think the Browns can bounce back against the Seahawks. We'll get into it in a little bit. But we'll go ahead and move right into our Week 6 preview. We do have another London game. This one is bright and early, 9.30 in the morning, Panthers-Bucks. One thing I'm interested to see in this game, James Bradbury shut down Mike Evans week two, which led to a big game for Chris Godwin. Uh, Christian, do you think that 
Bradbury's going to be able to do that again to Evans, or is are they going to try to force feed him the ball after putting up a zero last week? I think I would go with the latter there. I think that Mike Evans is going to have himself a day. Um, I know I've said before that I think that against good defenses, it's going to be the Godwin show. And if I'm being completely honest, I think it's going to be the Evans and Godwin show this week. Um, I don't know why. I just have a, a, an odd feeling that the Bucks are going to come out ready. They're going to look at the three targets to Mike Evans and think we probably could have won that game. Um, I think that Mike Evans is going to have a huge day. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, they're going to, I don't think there's going to be any running game to speak of. And this could, I think this could be a high scoring game. Um, on the, on the Panther side, Kyle Allen, obviously going to make another start. Christian McCaffrey was limited in practice, but it seems like they're just trying to dumb down his workload leading up into the games. I, I don't think you have any worries there, but. Randy, are you trusting DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel this week against a beatable Tampa Bay secondary? I think, I think yeah, but I think I'm trusting Samuel more. Uh, you got to remember, we've already had this matchup with Cam being injured and not as efficient, uh, and it was pretty much an Olsen and Samuel show. Samuel was open a lot and just got overthrown, so. I think it's going to be more uh, Curtis Samuel this week than DJ Moore. I'd probably still feel safe starting both of them. Yeah. Uh, maybe more on probably the wide receiver two to three border and Samuel as a flex play, especially given the four teams on by uh, some, I know some people are struggling to find starts. So for, for the one o'clock games, you're looking at Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Seahawks, Eagles, Vikings, Redskins, Dolphins, yes. <laughs> Saints, Jags, and Texans, Chiefs. Is there anything – for me, one thing that sticks out is the Vikings had a great game passing against the Giants last week. The Eagles secondary is definitely beatable. Randy talked about it a little bit on Monday's podcast. Do you, Randy, do you think that this, – is this, is this the week? Is this the week Stephon Diggs has a productive fantasy day? Oh, boy. <laughs> Um, I do, and I don't feel good about it, but I do. I think in a lot of DFS lineups, which hopefully coming Saturday night, we'll do that. But I think I'm going to do the Cousins dig stack because it's going to be a low percentage owned. And uh, I just, they're not going to be able to run a lot on the Eagles. It's going to be, it's not as, it's going to be a step down from the Bears matchup where, Cook got nothing, really. I think he's going to be held under 70, but not 35 yards. But I think they're going to have to throw at least 35 times to win this, and they can't all go to Thielen. And if they are targeting Thielen early, I think they're going to focus in on him. And Dix is is so talented. There's no way he can not do anything all year. This is a great matchup. I, I I said it last week. I'm saying it for sure this week. If he does the same output, I don't think he practices next week. I think he just quits on this team. You know I'm always hooked on a Thielen. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think I think he's a top I think he's a top ten. Thielen's a top ten play this week. And I'm I'm probably on I'm probably on the same train as you are. I mean, if Diggs isn't gonna get it done this week against the fourth, fifth, sixth cornerbacks that the Eagles are running out there, he's never gonna do it this year. Right? I don't think he does it for the Vikings ever again if he can't do it this week. Like right. Randy said, I, 
if Randy doesn't think he'll practice, I just think, I mean, he might go to practice and he, and go through the motions. I think that he will be in the GM's office saying, you need to trade me. You, you're not going to put me on the field to do this. So they're, they're not letting one of the best receivers in football play wide receiver. <laughs> it's crazy. That, that's what's so receiver. unbelievable about it is he, uh, from a talent standpoint, there aren't many guys that can do what he can do. It's just for some reason. I don't know if it's cousins. I don't it's know cousins. if it's the I don't know if it's stealing. I don't know if it's a combination of all of them. It's just, it's just hard to fathom. I think it's a combination of all, but like, it seems like cousins really likes stealing. And every week Diggs has to go out there and put out a route running clinic against the best cornerback yeah. of the opposing team. And it's open all the time and gets three looks. It's ridiculous. Is there anything you are possibly looking forward to in this Redskins Dolphins game? Chris Thompson. Preston Williams. Terry McLaurin. That's it. Josh Rosen. I don't know. I thought we were just saying names. I actually think this is the week that the Dolphins get their one win of the season. Actually, I think it's the Redskins week. Both. If you, you think, think so? about it, both quarterbacks can be streamable guys this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Keenum coming back in the start, he's looked okay in the games that he has played. Um, and then Rosen, he's got to do it sometime, right? He was he was a first-round draft pick. He's, he's got a couple weapons. He's looked better I, every week, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah he behind, has. Behind yet again the worst offensive line in football. I am stashing him at Dynasty, so I'm hoping that there is some kind of breakout coming at some point. Otherwise, he could be the first quarterback to have his first two years on teams that have the number one pick the proceed- the year right after, which well, is crazy. That's what this matchup is, is battle for the number yeah, one pick, yeah. right? Oh, it's, Maybe the the Bengals. It's, it's definitely the toilet bowl. Yeah. Um, the other game, I think, I think Texans Chief is going to be a good game. But, Randy, do you think this is going to be the shootout that obviously we would, we would expect taking a look at these two offenses? Um, boy, if Mahomes is fully healthy, yeah, because he's going to have to move around a little bit because that's pretty much the only part of the Texas defense that can do anything is get to the quarterback. But it's it's two bad defenses against two good offenses. It's uh, – this has this has more of a what what I want, it has more of a Lions Chiefs feel to it than anything else where it could start off slow and end up getting to that thirty point threshold but I I do think there's a lot of possibilities out here. Yeah, I mean this doesn't feel like um, this doesn't feel like Colts Chiefs where the Texans no. are just going to try to hold the ball for the entire game. Not a I don't think that happens. Uh, probably no Watkins. I, I'm going to get into him. Uh, during the suit-ups, but does that make Robinson and Hardman both decent plays, Christian? Yeah, I think so. I think if I had to pick one of those two, I would go Hardman, actually. Um, I think that what they want to do is roll out Sammy Watkins and Tyreek on the outside and put Hardman in the flex a little bit. Um, And I think that if – if Watkins is out this week, Hardman's going to get the most uptick, but I still think that you could probably put Robinson in the flex. But, again, that all depends on how Mahomes is feeling, and uh, 
I don't think that he's going to be 100%, and I don't really think that he's been 100% all year. I just hope that he doesn't look like he did in the second half of that Colts game. It'll be interesting to see, too, if Hill plays. I mean, he he's practiced the last two days, but it could be something where this is his first week of practice since injuring that shoulder, so they might want to hold him out one more week. That's it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I, I'm looking forward to that game. And one thing I want to touch on too before we move on for the Browns and Seahawks. I don't know if this is just me being an optimistic Browns fan. I really do feel like this is the week where the Browns make a concerted effort to put Beckham in positions where he's going to succeed. I know they tried to do that a little bit on Monday night, but the game kind of got away from them. I think they are going to force feed Beckham the ball in this game. I think he could put up a hundred and a touchdown. I don't know if you guys feel the same way or not, but that's just in deep. That's in my gut. That's how I feel about that game. We'll talk about one other person from this game later, but I don't think that's the receiver that they're going to force feed the ball. I mean, spoiler alert. If you, if you go into a week thinking Odell can't have a hundred yards and multiple touchdowns, you're not thinking straight. He can do that any game, anywhere against any opponent. He just has to actually get the plays called for him and get the ball. Just right. run slants. And yeah, what not, I'm saying is not 25 yard look, flag routes. How yeah. about that? And what I'm saying is, it did look like the Browns, at least in that first drive, that's what they were trying to do. Is they were trying to yep. get him the ball in space. I mean, he dropped the, he dropped the screen pass that could have gone for 15, 20 yards. He obviously had that throw. He had a couple end arounds, so it, I, it'll be interesting to see. I know Christian's looking at another receiver in that game, but I, I, I think Beckham, Beckham goes off. For the 4 o'clock games, there's four of them. We have Rams 49ers, Falcons Cardinals, Cowboys Jets, Titans Broncos. First for the Rams 49ers, can you, Randy, do you think you can still trust this Rams offense? So looking at Cup, Woods, Everett, if Gurley plays, against a good San Francisco defense, or are you a little bit worried about that matchup? I'm fine with it. It's uh, They're still a top-five offense in the league right now. Even though they don't look as good as last year, they're still doing great. And the 49ers' defense is good, but again, they faced a Browns team that kind of fell apart after the first quarter. It seemed like the Browns' offensive line is horrific when it comes to pass blocking at least. And they they were throwing the Browns offensive lineman on the ground to get to Baker. I don't see that this week. I'm not sure if we get 20 rushes this week, but even if we don't, the running backs are heavily used in the pass game, and they'll easily throw 50 times and still probably win the game. Like They're, they're a good team. I'm not that scared. You're, so you you think the Rams go into San Francisco and win? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I no, that'll it'll it, absolutely be a good game. I I think if it's a if it's a really low scoring game, the 49ers win. But I think it's going to be closer mm-hmm. to the twenty eight to twenty seven type deal. Plus, the offense that Shanahan is running, he's using his running backs, but not it's not one of those like the Colts where just run the guys between the tackles, take off the entire play clock and then snap the ball again and, and continuously run the ball. It's it's going outside and it going going outside the tackles, using those guys in space. That's that's what it seems like. Yeah. On on the Niners side, like Christian said at the beginning, they're they are going to be down use check for a couple of weeks. They could be missing McGlinchey and if uh Staley doesn't play, 
Christian, are you worried about Coleman or Brita, their production, if those guys are all out? Yeah, I mean, I think if I'm worried about one guy, it's going to be Coleman. Um, I think Brita has shown that he is deserving of the work, and he is completely dominating the entire league right now. I know he hasn't faced a very stout defense yet like the Rams. I personally think that they're still going to be able to run the ball because the way they run the ball is very systematic. So I think it's you plug and play, and and they're going to be successful. Um, I am actually on the other side. I think the 49ers get the win this week. And I think that I think it is going to be a little bit of a shootout, but I think the Niners are going to be able to keep up. I think I think the receivers have a decent day. I think the drops that you saw on Monday night aren't really going to be there. Uh, I think Dante Pettis. That dude's a bomb. Um, I think Devo Samuel is the guy that I would look at as a sneaky flex play, but I think it's going to be a great game. I think that the Niners will still be able to do what they want to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I can really disagree with that. I don't know if they're going to try to throw the ball a ton, but they could, if, if the, obviously if the Rams start putting the points, that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to be flipping between this game and the Falcons Cardinals. The other two I have. Well, the Falcons Cardinals, we're going to be watching for different reasons. So (laughs) I'll get, I'll get into that. Um, It'll probably also be a shootout. David Johnson hasn't practiced this week yet. He's He was out Wednesday and Thursday. He aggravated a back injury. Randy, are you trusting Chase Edmonds as an RB2 if Johnson doesn't play? Oof. Uh, yeah, Only, but it's only if he can get the passing work that DJ does because it's not like they run the ball a ton. They run the ball what like it's like a max of fifteen they've had this year, like but actual I, RB rushes. What's so, pretty crazy is Edmonds and Johnson are the only two running backs to record any any type of production this year. So that it, they're really a two guy a two man system. Yeah, like I trust him enough, but if he doesn't, if they don't fully integrate him into that passing down work as much as DJ, you can't expect like an RB1 type performance, it'll be more of a flex and you hope for a touchdown type deal. Fair on the, on the Falcon side, does does Julio get back to his former self? I mean, he, he, he has to, right? Like Christian, like this has to be the matchup. It's only been two weeks of, of bad production. I was, I was looking back at it and I mean, he had a huge day three weeks ago. I don't think that, that's abnormal. Like Randy was saying last episode, that's what Julio does. This is the game for him. Um, I think this is the game for him and Ridley and Sanu and Hooper. Um, Big time Hooper. And Freeman. Yeah, Hooper's going to have a day. But I think that Julio is going to be the number one target, as he should be, as he always is. And I think he's going to have wide receiver one production. You know what's funny is I was just about to say I think Hooper's the one that kind of takes a hit because if Julio's going to have a productive game and Ridley and Sanu, until I looked again and it's the Cardinals that they're playing, and Ho- yeah, Hooper's yeah. going to finish as the top two tight end this week. I, I think it's going to be Hooper, Ridley, and Julio, and Freeman, and Sanu take the hit just because they don't need the passing down work. I mean, I just don't think they will get enough volume because of the matchups elsewhere. 
Julio is just going to be able to eat. It's just if Matt Ryan can hit him. If he can hit him, I it's it's going to be hard to say that both him and Ridley don't have a great game as long as I, Ryan's I, in his form. I'm so happy you used the phrase Julio Julio's going to eat. That was that was pretty <laughs> awesome. We'll move on here to the Cowboys at the Jets. And I say the Jets because they're a little bit more intriguing because Sam Darnold should play in this game. Just a little. They're significantly but, more intriguing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He makes he makes everyone a value. Real quick, I have a question for both of you. Live lineup advice. Would you start Robbie Anderson over Mohamed Sanu, who we just talked about? Yes. No. I'd, I'd yes. probably go Sanu. Okay. Are I you saying that because you know it's the league that we're in together? No, I'm not playing. <laughs> I, I'm I, want, I want the chance at the big points. I want, the, I which want Sanu doesn't really have. I want I'm the Wolf Fuller. That's why I'm going to play Mike Williams this week because he's got the same kind of air yards as Will Fuller. I want those yards. See, I'm on the side that I I think it's going to go a lot more to Crowder this week. I think it's going to be a lot of I don't I don't think they want to I don't think they're going to take the training wheels off of Darnold. What do you? He, he first, doesn't have training wheels. No, what I what I explain. Yeah, what I meant that by that was it's his first game back. I mean, the dude had an enlarged spleen. I don't think yeah. gonna, I think they're going to want him to get the ball out quick. I don't think they're going to want him taking hits or anything like that. So I think it's going to be a lot of dump-offs to Crowder versus waiting in the pocket for that long pass to, to Anderson. That's see, the only reason I'm going to new. See, I think if if that's how the game goes, though, then Dallas's defense is going to eat because they're going to be able to stop that if they know that that's, it's going to be the quick out routes or, or quick dump downs. Did I miss a memo here? Is team, yeah, everyone's eating. Eat. Yeah, I must have missed a memo. Yeah, I, I I get what you're I, I get what you're saying, Christian. I mean, Dallas's defense looked terrible against Aaron Jones last week. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good Lev Bell game for yeah. sure. And and I think that plays a role too in why Anderson's not going to have that kind of like a huge production game. He's definitely that, he's definitely more valuable him. now with Darnold, but not this week. I'd probably sit him for a week. For if him. if Love Bell's doing great, that helps Anderson because that means he can get open on a play-action pass. True. That's fair. Any any worries about anyone on the Cowboys side or are all the all those guys starts, um, including Jason Witten? They should all be starts. The, I mean, I, I would temper expectations for Zeke a bit. Because I do trust the Jets' rush defense a bit, but he's still going to do great. Are you kind of on the same page, Christian? Yeah, uh, for the most part, I think that I think that I would be ecstatic if I had Michael Gallup in any of my leagues this week. Um, I think that if the Jets are going to key in on one guy, not the running back, uh, it's going to be Amari. And I think I think Gallup's a great play every week, um, and I think Deck kind of gets it right this week. Not that he had a bad fantasy game last week, but as a football quarterback, he had a terrible game. Yeah. Yeah, because he ended up putting up points down the stretch and Cooper put up 200 yards, but it still looked like they were getting smoked. So I, I can see that. And Gallup, Gallup looks completely healthy. It looks like he has no knee issues anymore. I could see him being finishing the week as, as a wide receiver too. The last game on the four o'clock slate is Titans at Denver. 
And can you trust anybody on either of these offenses, Christian? Um, you no. don't want to. <laughs> no, the only person that I would really trust at all would be Cortland Sutton. But, man, the Titans shut everyone down. Um, so, well, I, 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 um, I mean, John Brown had a decent outing. Decent, but I mean, if I'm if I'm playing Cortland Sutton and I'm actually trusting that he'll be as productive as he's been, I'm going to be disappointed. I, I think he he could be a decent flex play, but man, uh, I don't like this game. <laughs> I mean, I I assume Sutton gets Adoree Jackson in coverage, and he's much taller. I don't. I mean, like I said last week, he's never going to get more than like eight tar eight catches is like his max. So, I mean, I could easily see the five-catch realm. And the problem is you can't really say it's a Philip Lindsay-Royce Freeman game because the Titans are really good against the run. I don't think it's either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of the ball, I think the, the one guy that you can trust, I know you guys will love don't this. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's Derrick Henry. I mean, honestly, oh, the Broncos' rush defense is awful. I think that the Titans will be able to do what they want to do, which is – run the freaking ball. Um, and I think Derrick Henry has a good day. But we'll get to that a little bit later. I mean, the pro- the, th- the thing about that is everybody thought the same about the Chargers last week, and then the Broncos shut him down. On the ground? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sure. But... So- so I don't I don't know if I don't know if that there's that huge up, what I'm getting at is I don't know if there's that huge upside for Henry because they they really just were able to handle Melvin Gordon and Eckler. Eckler beat them through the air. Yeah. Not, there was really nothing on the ground between the two. The Chargers are in a little different state with their offense and their running back scenario right now. I think I that guess. I think Henry gets in the end zone maybe twice, probably twice. He has to if the Titans are winning this game. Well, yeah, I mean, and we've we've talked about it before. If the Titans aren't winning the game, Henry's not on the field. That's 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 still my big thing with him. But I can totally see I can totally see him getting into the end zone, putting up like eighty yards, and 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 that's a good fantasy day. So, moving on to the Sunday night game, Pittsburgh at the Los Angeles Chargers. I don't want to play James Conner. I actually I don't have him in any leagues, but. I don't think I would trust playing him if I did. Are you guys on the same page with me there? I trust playing him only because Samuels is out. I don't think they work. I, I think Benny Snow gets work. I just don't think he gets a lot of work, which means that Connor's going to get a ton of passes because this guy, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of dump offs in this game. And the Chargers defense isn't incredible. You can run on them. They just have one really good corner. So, I, I mean, I don't think he has a stellar breakout, oh, my God, game, but I think he could still get you an RB2 value this week. I'm kind of in the same boat. I think he's more RB3 flex play. I just think that the volume's going to have to be there or the Steelers are going to have negative yards on the day. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that the Chargers are going to key in on – I mean, they'll put their good corner on Juju and – They'll key in on Connor, and that'll be the game. Steelers you, are going to get you forget smacked. Who good corner is. Did you not remember it? It's 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 Casey Hayward, Randy. Is it Casey? Cameron Shit. Hayward is on oh, is the Steelers defensive lineman. Oh so yeah, you were close. 
That's why I was confused. Okay. <laughs> Christian, on the Chargers side, is, is this is this the first week we see the Melvin Gordon from 2018? Uh, maybe. Um, I, I don't feel confident saying that that's going to happen. Spoken like a true prognosticator. Well, honestly, I mean, I he didn't look great last week, which was expected. Eckler dominated in the passing game. So I think that it, you guys know that I'm higher on Eckler season long still. I think that he has RB2 value. Um, and I think that continues even when Melvin Gordon returns to form. I don't know that this is the game that Melvin Gordon returns to form. The Steelers, if they have one good thing, it's their defense. Most of it is their pass defense. But I mean, Minka plays in the box sometimes. Like the, the dude's very versatile. So I think that it it's very risky to say that Melvin Gordon is going to break out this week. This game's going to be like 17-13, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's going to be 34 to nothing. The Steelers <laughs> are really bad. Oh, it's, they are good. <laughs> their their defense is good. It it'll, it'll probably be 17-13. Yeah. I, think, I would I probably think, Sorry Randy, go ahead. I, I don't think it's a breakout game for Gordon. I think it's a breakout game for Mike Williams. Big Mike, Christian loves him. Feeling good. Feeling good. <laughs> Glad I cut him. In our two quarterback <laughs> league, I scooped him up. What was that? That was like a Darth Vader. Good. <laughs> that's that's oh, the side. That's that's, that's, the bug, that's the bug in that old Family Guy episode where he's just sitting on the couch and doing that. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> Monday night game: Lions at the Packers. I could see another big game for Carry On. Uh, I I I trust him this week. I obviously the Packers defense has played really well, but the Eagles showed it. They were able to beat them on the ground, and the Cowboys really couldn't with Zeke because they got behind behind so early. But Randy, are I know you're a Carry On believer too. Are how do you feel about Carry On this week? I think he has the same output as his last outing. Where he has oh, over 100 yards. I was hoping you said the same output as Aaron Jones last week, because then I would be very. Happy. I would love that, but I just don't. <laughs> I don't know if that happens. Um, it, it's going to be. I think he's going to get over 100 yards, probably like three or four catches. It's our hope as fantasy owners is he can get in the end zone this week. That's. I I don't think it's a question if he has a good game on the ground. It's just if he can get in the end zone. Yeah, that's and that's been the Achilles heel. It seems like it's especially fumbling the ball at the goal line being returned for a hundred yard touchdown, causing the Lions to lose the game. Um, on the Packers side, if Devontae Adams doesn't play Christian, are you trusting both Allison and MVS as must starts or is one of the two more valuable to you? Uh, big, big nope on both of them. Actually. I really? think the Lions. Yeah. I think the Lions secondary is being underrated. Um, partly because they've been on a bye week and we've kind of forgotten about them. But you have to look at the Lions secondary and think, I guess you, you look at the Lions secondary, but you also look at what the Packers did last week and think, man, why would I start these these receivers that can't get on the same page as Aaron Rodgers, don't look like they're really getting open? Granted, the Cowboys defense is significantly better than the Lions, but – I think that the Lions are good enough to do, to kind of mirror what the Cowboys did. 
I don't feel comfortable starting either of them. Um, I actually, in, in Dynasty, I'm sitting MVS for Robbie Anderson and Muhammad Sanu. So that's about where I value him this week. Wait, so you made us decide between Sanu and Anderson. You're just playing both of them anyway? Yeah, I did it while we were recording, actually, about 15 minutes ago. So, so are you are you are you fading the entire Packers offense in this week outside of Aaron Jones? Um, I, personally, yes, I am. I I think I'm fading them season long. Well, at least until Adams comes back, and then it's kind of a wild card because they didn't look great with Devontae Adams, other than that one game. So I think that they might get a healthy mix of of rushing and and throwing the ball, but. I, it's still a wild card. I'm not super pumped about the Packers offense this year. Randy, any interest in Jimmy Graham with this wasteland of tight ends this week? I have an interest in him and Allison because I think MVS gets taken away by Slay. And I I know the Lions' rush defense is good. They have snacks there just eating everyone up. I'm not sure Jones. Dude, that's the third time on this podcast. Yeah, but of course, snacks is eating. That one, that one. Snacks not eating. That's that uh, one. <laughs> snacks is gonna. He's just gonna be there, getting everyone, and it's hard for me to say Jones is gonna have a good day. And if he's not dominating like last week, that means Rogers has to throw forty times. And if he's thrown forty times, someone's gonna do something. So I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna pick Allison for target load and maybe Graham for touchdown. How about, how about this? Uh, Jimmy Graham or TJ Hawkinson, Randy? Oh, neither. Uh, you got to pick one. That's so mean. Uh, Jimmy Graham. Christian. See, I would go, I would go Hawkinson. I, well, I'm doing I'd, pro- I'd probably go Graham, too, especially with no way. put me on the spot. I, made I, think, it. Oh. <laughs> I think the Lions are going to win this game, guys. I, I really do. I think they're a better team than the Packers right now. It'll be it'll be a good one. This should be one of the one of the Monday night games that's actually viewable Watchable. for the entire four quarters. As long as you mute the the sound. Oh my god, it's it's the worst boost I've ever heard. Just know we're not sponsored by ESPN yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> hey, by that time, Booger and Tessator will be long gone, so we're fine. So that'll do it for our week six preview. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll get into our starts of the week. Welcome back to this episode of the cut. We're going to go through our starts of the week leading into week six. We'll start at the quarterback position. Randy, who is the guy you're looking at? Uh, I'm going to go Kirk Cousins. I think it's a little bit less of a game than last week, but I think he still comes in as a good stream for you this week. A really good matchup against the Eagles secondary. And we already talked about, this game a lot. Eagles rush defense is nothing to, to you don't want to run against them because they will stop you. Uh, they hold Cook to under 100 for sure. I think it's under 70. Doesn't mean he can't have a decent day, but I think it may be an explosive day for Diggs and maybe Thielen. I'm not sure if Kirk can sustain both, but I, I looking at at least 250 and two touchdowns here. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier. This the they the Eagles secondary isn't anything to write home about. So this could be a big game for Cousins, Steelen, and Diggs, and then probably a lot of Dalvin Cook through the air too. Christian, who are you looking at? Uh, my guy is Matt Ryan. He's coming off a pretty good game. Um, obviously, it wasn't a good game for the Falcons in general. They got smacked, but they're facing Arizona this week. 
their 30th against quarterbacks this season. Um, we expected Julio to break out, as we talked about. I think that happens this week. I think Julio has a huge day. I think Ridley has a huge day. I think Cooper has a huge day. And we talked about maybe Sanu and Freeman. I, I think that Matt Ryan is going to be a top five quarterback this week. So I'm definitely playing him in leagues I have him. And if he is, for some reason, streamable for you, I'd go ahead and pick him up and play him. Hey, Christian. Hey. You know the team that's worse versus quarterbacks this season than the Cardinals? No. The Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. My start of the week, Kyler Murray. The Falcons just gave up 50 points to Deshaun Watson and the Texans last week. Uh, it, it, DJ is kind of on the fence about playing, so they're going to want to throw the ball a ton. And like Christian was saying, the Falcons are going to put up points, so they're going to have to put up points the other way. Kyler Murray's been rushing the ball more. He had 90 yards and a touchdown last week. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass since week three. I think that changes. Like I said, the Falcons are the second worst team against quarterbacks this year. So I'm trusting Kyler Murray, and I think he could be a top five quarterback. Yeah, I think it was a big day. I just didn't want to do the same guy two weeks in a row. <laughs> I think oh, both I of these teams scored 40 points. I, I did all mine first, Sean. Don't. don't. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> so let's move into running backs. Randy, who's your first guy? Well, we went into it a little bit earlier. I'm going to stick with Matt Breda. I know I say it all the time. I seem to be his biggest fan, but do you you have his picture hanging in your room, right? You have to by now. No, I do have Michael Vick though. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was a kid, uh, but I, he's looked so good. Coleman was a full participant last week. Looked good as well. I think they could both be very good. I don't know if either of them reaches an RB one on a consistent basis but I think they could both play off each other really well. They seem to love playing together. They were hyped being with each other on the sideline Monday. It was so well, fun. I mean, wouldn't you be hyped when you put up 31 points yeah. to someone else's three? But I, I understand um, with their fullback and the line being banged up to be a little bit tempering expectations, but I still feel good for both these guys. And he is the fastest running back actually running the ball in the league. That stat was bonkers. It's ridiculous. If he can, they give him creases. He's it was like twenty three miles per hour or something like that. Yeah, he's the he's been the fastest for two years now. That's why I was hot at him coming into the year. It's because of this zone rushing scheme. He's gonna get a breakaway. He's gonna get close to hundred yards. I just don't know about the touchdowns. I just think he has a great week, and I think he's gonna lead the team. No, absolutely. And hey, don't feel bad about your Michael Vick picture. You're talking to the guy who has a college Johnny Manziel picture hanging in his room. So you can go ahead and take that down now. Christian, <laughs> who are you starting this week? Uh, it is the man, Derrick Henry. Uh, he's facing the Denver defense. They're 28th against their running backs. We've talked about him already, so I'm not going to go into my love for Derrick Henry too much, but I think this is his real breakout day. I throw away everything that happens in week one. Um, and that was honestly his best game so far. I think that he's going to have over 100 yards. I think he's going to get a couple touchdowns. And I think he's a top five running back this week, putting him back into RB1 status. Y'all are getting slapped. I, I thought he was clinging on to that week one. Now he's saying he's throwing it away? <laughs> no, I mean, in, in terms of like a breakout. He's going to have another 75-yard touchdown pass. 
Well, he's not passing it, so that's definitely not going to happen. But, I mean, you never know. This week, I could see it happening. You never know. I still think he's going to be a top five running back, even if he's not throwing the ball. Sean? <laughs> I mean, we talked about it before. If the Titans are going to be leading this game, they're going to feed him. The, like I said, the only problem would be the game script if they do get behind. But I totally see a scenario where he gets the ball 18 to 20 times. We talked about him a little bit earlier. My start of the week, carry on Johnson. He's coming off a bye, and I think this is going to be a close game. He had 28 total touches uh, two weeks ago against the Chiefs, and he got all the goal line work, including a giant fumble. The Packers have given up the second highest yards from scrimmage per touch to running backs at 5.4. That's per Yahoo. So I think carry on should be your wayward son this week. Why with every time with the freaking puns, man. <laughs> also, way to cite your sources. Proud of you. Yeah, you're welcome. I agree with that. No. He's he's the only one still not in school. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move to wide receivers. Randy, I, I see this is a guy that you guys have been wanting to talk about for like <laughs> six weeks. Who is it? All right, my wide receiver start of the week is Preston Williams. Yeah. How'd that feel? Oh, it feels so good. Uh, oh my god i I know we've talked about him probably way too much for a rookie that has a lot of problems don't get me wrong but there's there's really no options on this team it's just him and parker and i feel so strongly that i've seen so much good things from him and rosen together he seems to be rosen's guy and i just it's not like he's got a good defense to go against this week i think he's gonna have a breakout week I expect the touchdown here. He's a deeper league play for sure. Don't get me wrong. I know in one of our leagues, Christian picked him up because I literally couldn't drop any of my wide receivers for him. So, (laughs) I mean, in that league, I wouldn't play him because we only have one flex, but I'm playing him in Dynasty because we have like three and (laughs) my team's crap. (laughs) But I expect expect a wide receiver two performance. This has to be the week, so I, I can see it. I, I definitely can. I, I'm I'm not a big believer in Devontae Parker. So I I think Williams is gonna wanna start that connection. I'm sorry, Rosen's gonna want to start that connection with Williams. So I can definitely see it. Christian. Yeah, we'll we'll talk more about Miami Dolphins later, but I'll roll right into my receiver start of the week, and it is Richard Higgins. Uh same thing as Preston Williams. This is a deeper league play. But if this guy plays, I think he's immediately Baker's favorite target once again. I think that Jarvis and, and Lin, or Jarvis and Jarvis Landry, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Jarvis and OBJ will they're going to be able to open it up for Higgins to have a huge day, similar to what he did in Week One um, when he had that long catch and then simultaneously went out for the rest of the season so far. So I know that the injury was significant. I know that it's. He, I mean, he practiced last week. He was a limited participant towards the end of the week. He's been full participant the last couple of days. I think that he's going to get in the end zone this week, and I think you'll be very happy if you slide him into your flex in a deeper league. That injury was much more significant than anybody thought. Yeah. Or the Browns training staff just well, that isn't, could be isn't doing it because Greedy and, and Denzel Ward have been out for three weeks now with – hamstring injuries that they just uh, apparently just barely tweaked when the first report came out. That happened like 15 minutes apart in practice. That's crazy. In fairness, most teams 
let the people come back from hamstrings and they get hurt again and again and again. I'd rather sit out this amount of time and be healthy. Yeah. No, that's true, especially with games that are winnable down the stretch. My wide receiver start of the week is Larry Fitzgerald. Again, the Falcons gave up 50 points last week. Fitzgerald has had a quiet couple of weeks, but I think he's going to be targeted early and often, so I'm playing that stack of Kyler and Larry Fitzgerald. The Falcons are giving up the second most receptions to wide receivers this year. I think the ageless Larry Fitz is going to have a field day against the Birds. Uh, Real quick question for you, Sean. Are you worried that the Falcons are going to be able to right the ship since they did just get embarrassed last week? I mean, if if, if they do right the ship, it's going to come from the offense. That that defense is still very bad. I don't I don't think that's just going to change in one week on the road. So I'm I'm not worried. Obviously, with Murray and Fitzgerald, I'm really not worried about that aspect. Their offense might. So the the Cardinals are going to have to score. And Kirk should be back, so Fitz isn't the lone target. Exactly. So let's move into the tight ends here. Randy, who you got? I'm going Greg Olson. I'm- also, uh, disclaimer, this took me forever. I didn't want to go obvious, but oh my God, this tight end group yeah. stinks this week. So bad. Yeah, there was a – I didn't want to go someone like last week where a lot, all of us kind of did a shot in the dark. <laughs> I wanted somebody that I thought you were just going to finish it in. All of us did a shot because that would probably be something. We well, I mean, we could do that, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but I, I'm I'm sticking with Greg Olson this week. He's had two bad weeks, so I think I'm allowed to use him. Um, <laughs> but he's already we like I said before that we've already had this game. He had a great week. He's got a quarterback that's healthy, and it seems like McCaffrey's playing. So I I think this is a good week for Olson, McCaffrey, and Samuel. Uh, but Olsen, I expect at least five catches. And again, in this landscape, five catches is a good week for a tight end. It might be the top week for tight ends. Oh, <laughs> no, because Hooper's going to have eight. Oh. So he might have 12. I, but I'm going to say eight, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, eight's the floor. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll right into mine. I did roll with the shot in the dark. Um, I, I agree with Sean. This this took me quite a while to pick somebody that wasn't blatantly obvious. Um, I picked Mike Gesicki. Hold I up. Think, We're going with two Dolphins in this segment? Isn't it? Well, that's how bad the Redskins are. Wow. But I think that coming out of the bye week, the Dolphins have to reevaluate who's getting the ball. I think that Mike Gesicki is a very talented tight end. I really liked him out of his draft class. I just don't think that they're utilizing him the way they should be. He's getting – He's getting three to four targets per game. Um, I think that goes up this week. I think that Preston Williams is going to have a good day. I think Gasicki is going to have a good day. I think he might get into the end zone because the Redskins are just so bad. Um, I know we talked about it. The tight end landscape is just rough this week. Um, There aren't even good matchups for the top end guys. If you're in a pinch, um, you've got a tight end on a bye week or you've got a tight end that has a terrible matchup, it might be worth it to pick up Gesicki and, and toss him in your starting lineup, in my opinion. It's a shot. It's, it's, a de- shot. it's definitely a dart throw, but it, it could pan out for you. I think it's better than an Eifert shot or a Fant shot. So, I mean, I agree. I, I just want to point out we've covered Dolphins a lot. Play your Redskins, too. Play yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're both awful. Peterson could have a breakout game. Thompson could have his usual. 
Scary Terry could do everything he wants. Adrian Peterson's going to have like 30 carries for like 45 yards. I think he'll have like 80 80 yards this week. My tight end start of the week is Big Will Disley. I'm hoping that this is some garbage time production with a Browns win coming on the end of that, but the Browns haven't been very good against tight ends this year. Uh, Three of the five matchups tight ends have scored. Um, and he's been Russell's first read in the red zone. We talked about him last week. He he's he's healthy. He's very talented, and he's got great hands. I think he scores a touchdown again this week, and that may, like I said, that may be enough to be a top five tight end with how gross the rest of these, like the rest of the entire starting tight end group is. I I agree. I just wanted to ask one quick question: Do you guys think this is going to be a balanced game for Seattle, or it's going to be more run heavy? I think it's going to be balanced, but I'm saying that because I think the Browns are going to put up points the other way. Okay. I just Because it's the difference between 20 passes for Wilson and 30 to 40. That's why I think Disley's a great start. Don't get me, I'm just, I wanted the question because we didn't you. really cover it earlier. Thank you, Randy. Yeah, real quick before we end our, our little tight end segment, I just want to give some, uh, some experience here. I have Evan Ingram in a league. I seriously considered just not playing a tight end this week because of how bad the tight end landscape is. I'm not even so gross, but I don't blame you, dude. I went into yesterday and I was looking at the tight ends and the top guy I think was, Oh, uh, Jason Witten, I believe. And I I said, "Eh, I don't really want to drop Josh Gordon for Jason Witten because it's a 10 team league and my bench is stacked. So I considered not, putting a tight end on my bench or in my lineup. That's how bad it is. You know how bad it is is I'm going to play O.J. Howard again, who has more catches at baseball games than on the field. Hey, it was a good catch, though. What? Hopefully, Arian takes like note. Good tight end. God. So let's move into our sits. Um, we're going to go through a couple guys here that we don't think are going to have very productive days. Randy, who's the first guy you're worried about? Uh, I didn't want to do both of my sits for like the same position. So I just did Eagles running backs in general. Wait, this is the second week in a row for these segments. No, you picked no. two guys. No, no, no. You did last week. I, yeah, it was you last week. I was No, you ago. picked both Redskins oh. running backs as starts. No, no, that was no. two weeks ago. Don't don't come at me. I know what happened. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm going Eagles running backs just because I don't trust this matchup. The Vikings are really good rush defense. And I think they're going to have to throw the ball this week to have a chance to win, which I think they do have a good chance to win. Uh, but the only hope you got here is Howard sneaking in for a touchdown and Sanders getting one of his patented 35-yard passes, uh, this time going further. So I, I just don't trust it. I think they're both going to be about the 10-point threshold or lower. So I, I wouldn't. Because you're starting Howard a lot of the times in your flex. and your flex, you kind of want somebody to score more than 10. So I'm just sitting both of these guys. Yeah, the Miles Sanders usage has been disappointing through this first part of the season. It's, it's actually almost exactly split down the middle 50-50 when you look at it. And the red zone usage, the touches are over the last like three weeks, I think it's nine touches for Howard and eight for Sanders. It looks a lot worse in the game, but when you actually look at the numbers, it's not as bad. But again, this is a bad matchup. I'm hoping Sanders breaks out, but it won't be this game. 
Yeah, that's that's a fair point. For me, my sit is James Conner. I talked about it a little bit earlier. The Steelers are on the road. They're in prime time, and they're starting a third-string quarterback. I think he's going to get the touches, like Randy was saying, but I get the feeling the Chargers are going to stack the box, resulting in very little running room for Conner. He hasn't had fifty-five over 55 rushing yards in a game this season. He saved himself with some short touchdowns. I don't know if that happens this week. I don't see him being anything more than an RB3, which clearly isn't what you drafted him as. I'm definitely fading him this week. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. We had some extended conversation about him. And, man, I'm glad I traded him in Dynasty when I did because just season long, keeping him on my team would have been throwing in the towel, even though my team sucks still. My sit of the week this week is Philip Lindsay. Um, he has a very tough matchup against the Titans. He's still in that 50-50 timeshare. I do not think that I'd be comfortable with either Royce Freeman or Philip Lindsay, but I actually think that if either one of them is going to have a productive day and you'll be happy with it, I think it's going to be Royce Freeman. I just, man, I, I don't like the matchup against the Titans, and I don't like that timeshare. I, I went back and forth with this. Philip Lindsay's been a good running back this this season, but I just, I'm steering clear of him. Bad vibes for sure. Yeah, that that matchup is definitely kind of gross. And then my second guy is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it's safe to say that we'd sit all of our Steelers. Um, He's honestly been no better than a wide receiver three most of the season with the mixture of Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. I don't think that Devlin Hodges is going to do that production any favors. I think with Samuels out, Juju, Deontay, Johnson, and Connor are really the only weapons. And like I said earlier, the the Chargers are going to be able to shut down Juju. They're going to be able to shut down Connor. I think the one chance that the Steelers have is to uh, feed Deontay. So I just, man, I'd love to say sit Juju for the rest of the season, but (laughs) that's not reasonable. Mm -hmm. Um, but definitely don't play him this week if you have better options. Yeah, because you you bought Juju as only a wide receiver three for the rest of the year, right, when we did that on Monday? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that he's going to be any better than a no. wide receiver three. And it, I mean, if if that is going to happen, it can it it's definitely going to start this week being matched up on Casey Hayward. My other sit for this week, I'm going to kind of piggyback on Randy, follow the Eagles, and it's Alshon Jeffrey. It's a bad matchup for that entire offense being on the road in Minnesota, and he's going to draw Xavier Rhodes in shadow coverage this week. Deshaun Jackson probably isn't going to play, so Jeffrey is going to be the one that they want to key in on, and it's just it, it's it's just all around scary. And there's I don't expect much offensive production. It seems like you guys don't really either. I mean, I know in some leagues you may have to start Carson Wentz, but he's. I was him and Ertz are probably the only two I would feel even okay about. I I just think the roads are going to be closed for Jeffrey this week. I hate you so much. Oh my god! <laughs> you just have to sneak in these puns. <laughs> oh my god! Well, going into my last set of the week, I went with Emmanuel Sanders. Kind of the same reason as last week, where he didn't really have a good game. I just think he's going to get the matchup this week that. I think Sutton gets the good matchup again, and this may be the last week that that happens, but I think it happens again this week, and I just don't trust Sanders, even as a flex this week. I just don't think he's getting more than four or five catches, and 
even then I, I'm just not excited about it. Yeah, it, Sutton would probably be the only one in the passing game that's going to have any sort of work. I, I know I picked up Noah Fant in the league just because I need to, but I don't feel good about it. And I I have Sanders in the league, and I'm probably going to sit him also. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. You suit it up. Snow suit up. Flight suit up. Penguin suit it up. Suit up. You suit it up. Birthday suiting up. Slut up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit it up. Suit up. Suit up. Space suit up. Lawsuit up. Suit up. <laughs> I have a trio of wide receivers I'm going to take a look at for my suit ups going into week six. First one is Christian Kirk with an ankle injury. He returned to practice on Wednesday. He practiced again today, both in limited fashions. I do think he returns this week, and I think he's a really good play against a bad Falcon secondary. Randy talked about it. I I obviously have a lot of faith in Kyler this week, a lot of fits, and Kirk is going to help take away some of that target. Uh, he's going to take some of that target share, but he's going to draw some attention too. I think they're both really good plays. Sammy Watkins will be the second guy I'd take a look at here. He has a hamstring injury, left the game after one snap on Sunday night. He didn't practice Wednesday, didn't practice today. I don't think he plays. I think we talked about it earlier. Uh, Demarcus Robinson and Michael Hardman can be spot starts here. I just don't see any way Sammy Watkins plays, and this is right there with his history this in the NFL. And last one is Devontae Adams with the turf toe injury. Didn't practice today. He said after the practice that his toe doesn't feel how he wants it to at the moment. That doesn't make me very positive going into the Monday night game, and it's tough to trust with a guy like that. I really don't think he plays this week, so definitely try to fade, go somewhere else, and don't take the risk and wait until Monday Night Football, find out he doesn't play, and have to play Allison or MVS and just be very sad. So that'll do it for this week six preview of the cut. Boys, you got anything to add before we have to go watch this football game? Um, Yes, so stay tuned to the Twitter page, the Facebook page. We will be posting a DFS episode this week. We may have a special guest on there um, to be determined, hoping that that works out, hoping that he becomes sort of a regular on this this podcast at some point. But, yeah, stay tuned for the DFS podcast. There's a lot of guys I like this week, so stay tuned. Randy, are you ready to watch your team do something that probably shouldn't be on cable television? Yes. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's going to be bad. <laughs> But yeah, it's something to watch. Uh, it's football. I'm, like football. I'm, I'm not a big, I'm not a huge Daniel Daniel Jones guy, but God, I feel bad for him, man. Yeah, just gonna throw for 400 tonight. Yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited for this week and our DFS episode. There should be a lot of values with a lot of people banged up and a few bad matchups. So uh, hopefully, we can right our ship this week, especially with our hopefully guest guest on the show to. Help us not make dumb choices. <laughs> well, I guess that's the best way to end here, you know, not making dumb choices. So as always, if you'd like to support us, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the cut FFL. Follow me on Twitter at sword underscore 12. Christian. At 40 underscore Williams. Randy. At Randy underscore all 71. So we're going to get out of here. Good luck. Good luck in week six. Go win all your matchups. We'll talk to you Monday. For Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We gone.